0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 14993, KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in
1: Tuesday morning, August 29th, 2023. It is 6.08 and you've got to tune to KLIN's LNK Today with Jack and Friends. My name is Jack Mitchell. I'm here with... Caleb Henry in Hello. the KLIN studios. He'll be on sports and in with us throughout the show. And Mark Vale is in the KLIN newsroom. You just heard from him covering everything that's going on in and around the capital city this morning. Good morning, Mr. Mark Vale.
2: Hey, easy on the mister. I'm not
1: used to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, that's Senor fir- I think that's the first time I've ever done that. So oh, uh. <laughs> never do it again. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and we'll have... Uh, Chris Lofgren, Time Timesaber Traffic, joining us here in just a little bit. I uh, got a good show for you today on a Tuesday morning. Joe Jordan, News Channel Nebraska, is going to join us today. A little bit later, we are going to have uh, Jim McKee in studio with us, uh, his guest that is always very passionate about the community and putting together some events for the community. He's got another one of these car shows coming up. So we'll talk to him a little bit during the eight o'clock hour. Uh, we'll have your morning drive. We'll cut down the five things you're going to be talking about today. Fantasy Huskers keywords. We got started with Fantasy Huskers again. And so just a reminder, you can hear those keywords at 635 and 810 every day. It'll be a word that you text in. And one of the people who texted in will get a pick in Fantasy Huskers, which is our prediction game where you predict something about the Nebraska football game that week. This week it is how many points does Nebraska score against Minnesota? The person who's closest gets the gift package certificates from uh, alumni hall and from
3: valentinos so that's what we've got coming up for you, you today don't, you don't have a sheet pulled up in front of you do you you remembered it on the second day <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna we're gonna need to do that
1: we just took in case.
2: several weeks last year we, we were gonna now is this i I'm trying to remember is this the person that's closest that doesn't go over or is it just uh, the closest it's
3: not prices right
1: rules yes. okay. don't
2: you remember closest. don't you
3: remember
1: the one week we tried prices right rules all right Pe yeah I, just I mean, wanted
2: to make sure everybody uh-oh. was aware of although
1: it would have been a nice gesture in honor of Bob barker it R. would Pete all right bob barker
3: who's saying ninety nine this week in honor uh <sighs> I don't know <laughs>
1: ninety nine <laughs> points scored Somebody, I don't know if anybody wants to waste their uh waste
2: their so prediction how many, how, on that we do what twelve uh, ten a week. Uh, yes, that'll be the... Are
1: we doing 10? It's a short week. Are we doing more of them on Thursday? Yeah, uh, on
3: Thursday, we will
2: actually We're doubling
3: have, up. Yeah, we'll double them up. Okay. So two qualifiers at each time.
1: All right. So yes, 10 a week is the answer mark. Normally in a regular week, uh, it'll be two every day, one at 635, one at 710, uh, or you'll find out about a half hour after that if you were the one who selected. Um, and yeah, it'll be the closest of the 10, and we'll change up the topic each week. This week, again, it's pretty simple. Points scored for Nebraska. So that's what we've got on the show today, but we've got a lot to talk about, Mark, and uh, you and KLIN were breaking news yesterday afternoon with the governor here in this uh, very studio that I'm sitting in right now. Um, I'm I'm sure there were several things probably, but there was one thing particular that uh, I I was kind of had reverberations right after the fact having to do with the uh, with the jail, the new state prison, I should say, and exactly what the conversation was like with the state and the city and what the context of that was. What can you tell us from hearing from the governor yesterday on his call-in show?
2: Well, there there were discussions with the city, and I believe with the county as well. Uh, it was kind of a, you know, as these things come out, you you forget a, a little bit of, a, of it. But uh, the governor said he did have discussions with the city, uh, several discussions. Uh, the 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 group that was working on this and that he personally reached out to this city now whether that was to the mayor or to who else, whoever mm-hmm. was on this that that really doesn't matter in my opinion no, but they wanted a, a their their preferred site was north of i80 and just east of the landfill and I went on Google Earth I did too and, <laughs> and east of there is the LES generating station. So I'm assuming that it's in that area was their preferred, and basically the city said no. They, uh, weren't, they weren't interested in having it in the city.
1: Yeah, Arbor Road uh, is up there, would be the... I believe it's Bluff West, Road. Or, uh, or Bluff Road, is Bluff Road? Yes, I don't Bluff. know what Arbor Road was. Bluff Road, you're right, Bluff Road is and, the one. And the Between 70th and 56th, the, landfill, the landfill's closer to 56th, right? Right,
2: and, and it actually, you know, it's kind of open area all the way to 84th, North 84th, but uh, as he he wasn't specific on but east of the landfill north of i80 yeah i'm
1: yes i'm i'm looking i mean i think i i think i know the plot based on based on what you know what you're saying here if east of the landfill but still west of 70th street is that, that your, that's kind yeah. of
2: i mean it, the the generating station uh forget the name it's, of it,
1: it terry bundy generating yep. station that's just to the e- that's to the east of 70th then. right and further east so it wouldn't be there my my guess it was between those two um and then you know and, you, and,
2: and quite frankly this is all about a half mile to a mile east of where the new google uh data right. place is going to be
1: right um that exit there that would put you on 77 you know if you go to the other side of the interstate just to get you oriented here that's where peterbilt camping world um there's where convenient lincoln, store on the west side yep lincoln trucking is over there then the aardvark antique mall that that would be on the other side of i-80 there
2: and he, he came right out and said that was our preferred location and and so, without just paraphrasing just said he didn't want to talk to him at all about having in the city
1: okay so yeah this this there's a lot to talk about here with this whole thing now, I don't know that everybody's got it. Listen, there's up, up to the north of there, Mark. There look like there are some acreages that are out there. There looks like there's been some residential development. If you get up to Waverly Road, uh, in North 70th, you've got some residences up right. there, but like I said, they're kind of, kind of acreages. So it's a handful of them. It's not a densely residential area. Uh, I wouldn't say so. It's, it's a little bit different in that way. Um, my gut reaction when they announced 80, uh, up to the northeast part of Lincoln, was just, what? Oh, how can there not be a spot north of the interstate yeah. for this thing? It was exactly we, we what I said. We discussed this. Isn't it fun? I mean, we exactly what we said. We're like, how is there not a spot north? Of, if you're going to do this in Lincoln and not that I want them to do it in Lincoln, but if they're going to, how is that not the spot that you're looking for? Right. North of the interstate, much more industrial district. There are not growing residential areas coming Right in that direction, it makes a lot of sense for a variety of reasons. You're still by the interstate, sure, right? You're actually you,
2: closer to the
1: closer interstate. to the interstate. If you want to get you attract potentially employees from Omaha or make families from Omaha have an easier time getting there, and so that was our thought initially. And lo and behold, that was the exact spot that was discussed or brought up by the state to the city. City says no. Um, <laughs> now, Mark, have you ever heard of
2: the term overplaying your hand? <laughs> yes good 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 one i hadn't thought of it that way
4: but um, yeah
1: l- like i i understand l- listen i i get it i don't blame and even the governor said this yesterday he doesn't blame the city for not wanting the prison here i would prefer it not be here either as a resident here um okay and and so to the extent that you could effectuate that i would say that would be a smart thing to do but if you can't completely prevent it from being here, if that is not in your toolbox is a complete prevention of it being here, you probably should think about engaging in a way that if you're not going to prevent it from being here, you at least get the best outcome Correct. for it being here. Yes, that seems not to have happened. And I don't know if the city thought if the city thought, well, by by blocking this land, we're we're going to keep them out completely. They're just not going to be able to find another area that they like in the city of Lincoln, and they'll be forced to move to Ashland or Omaha or Fremont or somewhere else out in the country or something like that. I'm not sure if that was the thinking exactly, but it was a miscalculation at Absolutely. this point. Absolutely. It was a miscalculation, and if I'm the city now, if I'm the city now, I... I come back, and and I hope the state would be amenable to this. They, they frankly should be, because this whole thing was done without, all all sides of it were done without the citizens knowing anything about it, and it's something that really impacts them. But I would hope the city could be able to go back and say, okay, we get it, right? We understand this was something that we should have entertained at this point. But I, I, I just, I would love to have a, a, some answers to the question of, Right. Why do you say why do you say no to this if there is if the state is going to have the power to pick another spot that you where you don't own the land and you can't stop them? Exactly.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. And, and I mean, the, the current penitentiary is in the city. There's over 500 employees yeah. already in place. Right. 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 We and, know why. And, they're. Yeah. So I,
1: that's why they're making. So the once they
2: make the decision that it's going to be in Lincoln, yeah, then yes. Uh do everything you can to um facilitate uh the best possible outcome.
1: It's, I look, listen, I like the, the the attempt to keep it out of the city is admirable, but if you can't if you can't, you've gotta adjust your strategy to some degree. And that's what did not happen here in this case. And I I tend to believe, and I think a lot of Lincolnites do, of varying political persuasions that the site on the northeast part of town is not a good place not a good place for it for lincoln and maybe there are some people who disagree um and, and and but it's it's just not and you came up with this you came up with this spot this bad location this bad solution through a process that was really flawed and and I'm you know and maybe the state has some responsibility right now. I'm being particularly critical of of the city, but I'm sure the state. Yeah, this whole thing, it's just like well, the governor. Okay.
2: Governor said they looked at 70 possible locations, boiled it down to being in Lincoln, and then worked the process with Lincoln. And that went basically nowhere. Right. So, um, and, and as far as the transparency issue, um, where does the transparency? Uh, lie when when once the decision was made that it was going to be in lincoln uh does the transparency come from the discussions with the city or from the state or both
1: well like and i wonder too so city says no to this land state says okay they're not going to play ball on this thing we're going our own direction on this they find the land uh in northeast lincoln
2: it's actually in the county
1: in adams in or outside just outside of lincoln in the county yes Does the state make another call to the city and say, hey, I know you weren't interested in this when we talked a while ago, but here's what's happening. We're about to make an offer on this land over here, and I know that will impact you too, okay? And so we still think the best place to put it is on between Bluff and Waverly Road, between 70th and 56th in North Lincoln, north of the interstate. So do you want to talk about that one more time before we do this? Did that phone call ever happen?
2: I don't know the answer to that. I don't
1: know the answer know to the, that. The, it feels like there were way too few phone calls in this whole thing.
2: Well it sounds like well, the governor said he reached out multiple times, personally. So whether or not that was after right. they'd selected the second site or not, I don't know. And and right. I'm not sure Listen, that he would have found that out. And either. I'm not trying to keep score of the the blank <laughs> of the blame game here. I mean I think the
1: I I mean I do think the bottom line is the city overplayed its hand like the city overplayed its hand but i also think that even even if they did even if they made a, a mistake in doing that they don't need to there's there's no and and i don't know if the if if the state did this or not but the city shouldn't be punished for overplaying their hand because the one who bears the brunt of that is the citizens okay like if even if even if it was not handled correctly and the there should have been more consideration of that at some point if you can come back and do that if if the you know if the this ink isn't totally dry on all the papers that need to happen they should all be going back now and taking a look at this now that this is out there absolutely and so i don't know and and uh, mark I guess question for you was the governor asked if this could be reconsidered if it was final that sort of thing
2: he, he did not answer that directly he, the one I will say that he said they have a purchase agreement on this land they have an agreement As they have in, a purchase agreement in place well, okay well now from a legal standpoint that would tell me that they have not actually executed the purchase
1: yeah i don't know i mean yes that and could mean that a few that was the things.
2: only indication that i had uh, and then he said uh our plan is to break ground next fall in fall of 24. well i so you'll, I, you'll have to figure that one out
1: legally if i i don't know i don't know i'd have you know you'd kind of have to see it but if the what i would say is let's figure out a way okay if the state wanted that place first that area if it's a or b in this thing okay a being the north of the interstate site b being the northeast lincoln site i think the state wants a more than b that's what they Uh, said absolutely i would i don't i mean i can't speak for the city government itself but taking the temperature anecdotally of the city at large the city wants a more than b okay there might be some of those people who have the acreages out there might disagree with me right Right, And I assume the city at large, the city government probably wants A more than B. So if we're all unanimous on this, how about we figure out a way to effectuate that now at the, this the, point? And, put, and it should have happened before. There's no yeah. doubt it
2: should have happened before. The, the communications gap that that is kind of baffling me was, the, the and I'll, I'll use in this case James Michael Bowers, the city councilman that represents Northeast Lincoln, they knew nothing about this. Yeah. And the state was talking with the city administration, and the administration obviously was not sharing anything with the elected council members. Right. That that's my conclusion. I, that to me is where there was a disconnect. Right. I I don't. Yeah. We, there's a lot more
1: that we that we could hear about how this process went for everybody. But you know what I do? There's part of me that doesn't want to hear it, Mark, because you know what it's going to feel like. It's going to be it's going to be blame casting. Right. It's it's going to be yeah. Finger pointing he said she said literally so,
2: and uh, but it, you know I would suggest that anybody that really wants to hear the the discussion and it went on for both uh, sections we we hit it fairly quickly in the in the one hour and then yeah clarified there, there were some questions that came in and then uh, the governor came back at, after the half hour and and explained the the choice uh, the location of the second choice but people can listen to the whole thing and make some uh, determinations of themselves. I, uh, Caleb, is that at, at KLIN.com or is that at the broadcaster's site only?
3: We've got it at KLIN.com as well.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. It's also because it's a program of the Nebraska Broadcasters Association. Uh, it's carried on 30-plus stations across the state, so it wasn't exclusive to KLIN, but it's also posted on the Nebraska yeah. Broadcasters website. Okay. So.
1: Yeah. Go go and take a look. And I'm sure there's a lot of other interesting stuff discussed. There's uh, a lot of other media going, interest. Yeah. Yeah. There uh, was. Margaret
2: but, Reist in the uh, Journal Star article about the council meeting yesterday um, noted that he was on KLIN. Yeah. Yep.
1: All right. Well, hey, Mark, great. Glad you are you're there and uh, you could be a part of that and help the uh, news originate here out of this station and hopefully be a stepping stone in getting this mess fixed, the to quest- be honest. The
2: questions I put forth, right through the same mic you're using now.
1: Right. Well, great job. Appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, if you missed it this month, go back and listen to it. Make sure you've got it on the calendar for next month. When September the 18th. When the governor's in. September 18th. There you go, Mark. Right, Not even that far away. All right. We will grab a break right now at 626. Caleb's got to check sports on KLIN.
0: Breaking news,
2: expert analysis, and the stories that matter most. All in one place. I totally acknowledge seeing flames uh, is a scary situation. 1,499.3 KLIN.
0: Look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the sound off on LNK today. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right, it is time to get that word to
1: text in, and you text in. You'll be entered in the pool of listeners who might get that pick. Pick number three today in Fantasy Oscars, where we're going to be asking for the total points scored by Nebraska in the game against Minnesota. But to get the pick, you got to text in the keyword first. And the keyword today is black shirts black shirts b l a c k s h i r t s all one
3: word all one word handed them out yesterday keyword today we handed them out yesterday
1: so uh only 11 black shirts right the, so
3: the uh yeah what their anticipated starters are
1: okay all right so that's kind of a different it's been it's a little bit of a different tact than some of the previous coaching staffs have taken there are some traditionalists that say that's actually the the true way that you're supposed to do black shirts mm-hmm. is just the starting eleven. Although if you have different formations, you might start in that can be a little iffy on exactly how that works sometimes. Yeah, but your
3: starters time, might be thirteen or fourteen guys,
1: right? Dude, because maybe that's less so with the three-three-five though. With this new defense, I'm not sure, but nonetheless, uh, that was cool to see and. Finally, yes, we are. Uh, we they, they pro- what do they have a practice in? Is there another practice in Lincoln today, or a walkthrough sort of situation there today? And they'll leave on Wednesday. Yes, I believe then, there's leave a, tomorrow then.
3: And there might be an, a morning practice before they fly okay. out tomorrow. Yeah, uh,
1: but probably a very very light one. Probably probably shorts and jerseys most likely is what they'll be doing today after a physical and uh, long fall camp. All right, and by the way. Uh, Keep keep. Can we real quick, Caleb? Yes. Do you mind just kind of going over the broadcast schedule here for the next couple of days Ooh. here? Yes. So people are are aware of it because it's going to be busy starting tomorrow.
3: Yeah. So you will have a volleyball day in Nebraska right here, where pregame for Nebraska's match will begin at six o'clock. First serve expected at seven. Either way, pregame will be on at 6. If that first match runs a little bit long, you might not get exactly 7. It might be a little bit after, but that's what they're anticipating. So you'll have that volleyball match right here on KLIN. Thursday, Husker football, 7 o'clock kickoff, 3 o'clock pregame. So you'll get right into the middle of your day with when that coverage begins here on KLIN. And, of course, uh, ahead of that, though, in the morning will be our Friday Husker Tailgate Thursday edition to kick off the season here uh, taking over LNK today.
1: And in the first few weeks of the Friday Husker Tailgate, we've got a, a lineup of celebrity media guests, really. All over the place. For uh, Mike is going to be Mike Schaefer, who is going to be regularly joining us in studio. He's going to be out in Minneapolis covering the game, so he'll join us uh, via phone or via Zoom during during the show from Minneapolis. So we'll get him live from Minneapolis. We'll also get Greg Sharp because it's a Thursday. Mm -hmm. We'll get Greg Sharp live from Minneapolis. On Thursday as well and then sitting in with us for the entire show as a guest co-host for Mike is going to be Josh Peterson from 1620 the zone our sister station he's John Bishop's co-host so he will be in with us and then going forward we will have Mike Schaefer in studio with us next week Mm -hmm. and we are adding I think I can announce this now we are going to be adding after this first week a regular contributor to the Friday Husker tailgate Ten eleven News is Kevin Suits.
3: All right. Who's going to be uh
1: he's gonna join us from Boulder in week two, and then he's gonna be coming in studio. I think that's uh, he may have one other road trip other than that where he might join us from the road trip, but he is gonna be coming in studio for a portion of the, the show as well, the end of the show. Hey, so.
3: you want to talk road trips real quick? I found out something yesterday. What's that? For one of our employees here at Broadcast House. Okay. I know we weren't able to make We had these big grand ideas for a road rules thing where we would go to Minneapolis and then we would go out to Boulder, and it just never quite worked out on the financial side. Kenny Larrabee is going to be in here for Tailgate Thursday. You know what he's doing immediately after the (laughs) show? Just going, driving out there right afterwards. (laughs) Holy cow. Straight up to Minneapolis.
1: Six, Six plus hours probably, so leave at nine. Still get there, three or four. So, not a
3: lot of downtime. So he'll get up there to Minneapolis for the beginning of the 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 rule era, and then the next week, Friday Husker tailgate, and then out to Boulder. Wait, baby. He's driving
0: to. Well,
3: I guess he
1: has a day then. Yeah, yeah. he's got a full day on that one
3: and for for the uh, eleven a.m. Road kickoff.
1: Warrior. That's our guy. It. So he's going to be getting us some great photographs there uh from those games mm-hmm. yes that's going to be kind of his his primary thing that he's yeah. doing but also just getting coverage for us there as well
3: and of course he'll be at this is the part that's going to make thursday a little bit longer for him it's going to be a volleyball day in nebraska into the scotty mccreary oh concert for a bit
1: wow all right hey kenny <laughs> hats off that's uh, our guy one of the people there's a lot of people here at the station that do things behind the scenes that don't get glory but uh or the glory that they deserve for that and kenny's one of the biggest people that is the case with that so uh, We're glad to have him on our team. So awesome. Uh, Best of luck. Safe travels, Kenny. And we'll probably hear a little bit from him Thursday on the Friday. And one other thing to mention about that, we will be streaming live on Facebook again as well. Mm-hmm. So if you care to watch rather than just listen, you can do that as well. Go to Facebook and it is the, it's on the LNK Today page, right? Is that right? I Caleb think it'll is on be the on KLIN. Both. Or we'll share, we'll find them both. I'm not sure which one originates right. from, but if you're, make sure and add both of them if you haven't, if you wanna watch that. All right, let's get into the sound off. What shall we start with here today? Ah, yes. Did you do your taxes last year? Probably. Now, do you ever wonder when you do your taxes and you send in all that probably digital data, where that goes exactly? Is it on some locked-up server at the IRS? How how exactly does that work? Well, it doesn't sound as advanced as I thought it probably was. And now the IRS says, yes, lost some of it. Let's take a listen.
6: New athletics. (laughs) Well, when you file your taxes, you assume your personal information is in good hands. But a new report finds that may not be the case. The inspector general found that for millions of Americans, some of their tax records have been lost. The watchdog says the IRS lost cartridges containing millions of tax records at one of their storage facilities saying this, our physical inspection found empty boxes labeled as including microfilm backup cartridges with no explanation as to the location of the missing cartridges the irs cannot account for thousands of microfilm cartridges containing millions of sensitive business and individual tax account records
3: i need her to say cartridges more okay microfilm what micro what what are we doing what are we
1: going through library orientation here what is going on at the college library microfilm (laughs) and also did just the, the box is empty what exactly is happening here, IRS? Hey, hey! You know what the you know what the IRS is great at doing? Pointing out when people make little mistakes, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sending you a little. Say, I think everyone should get to send a letter now to the IRS with some fancy letterhead. Uh, it has come to our attention that you may have not taking care of your duties when it comes to protecting my personal sensitive informations. Mm-hmm. So I will need a response to this by Saturday, September 18th. I don't know if Saturday, uh, it, please, please include all documentation for where my personal data has been, including all receipts, I don't know. I don't know. But we, I feel like we are all we are all due to get to do that to be really nitpicky, I'm picky about the process Absolutely. that the IRS used with this thing. If that really happened, how in the heck? micro just stolen or I don't know stolen lost where it went? Empty boxes of microfilm. Uh, all right, what else do we have? Oh, the the House and eventually the Senate, but the House to start is talking about AI legislation. Um, Man, I-, I wish I had. This is not a partisan comment because it applies to everybody. I've got. It's, it's also kind of dark, but I have got very little faith that the people in Congress are going to do a good job with this. Well, <laughs> like, they like this kind of a technical situation.
3: Well, the technology I, questions that they've had in the past, as a whole. Oh man, the make it so that AI is that's several classes ahead of yeah, where they are above they're at. when they were talking about yes
1: other <laughs> facebook and some other things that that they've been talking about over the years at their hearings but here we go it's time for uh it's time for the advanced-level class of tech legislation. Let's see how the House is going to do.
7: Lawmakers want people to know when they're encountering a bot or program generated
8: by AI. The government already regulates all sorts of products providing warnings or information, nutrition details and calorie counts, warning labels for alcohol and tobacco, safety information about cars. There's particular concern about kids and ai senate majority leader chuck schumer conducted a series of briefings on ai for senators this summer he hopes bipartisan lawmakers will craft a bill to guard against the worst of ai democratic senator richard blumenthal wants a hybrid regulatory agency to oversee and develop ai but also decide what is acceptable all
1: right i mean it sounds like they're going good enough direction for for me so we're slapping on one of those like uh, cigarette labels on the ai basically <laughs> yeah Surgeon General's warning situation. Uh, all right. Other things going on right now. Okay. This one, uh, this is interesting. So we've had uh, a busy summer in terms of natural disasters. Fair to say mm-hmm. in the United States and other parts of the world as well, but particularly in some regions in the United States. And that has resulted in some significant impacts on the insurance industry. And you're starting to see that with some of their uh, staffing decisions that they've got right now.
5: Natural disasters from catastrophic wildfires to devastating hurricanes are driving up costs for insurance companies. And now, Farmers Insurance says it's cutting 11% of its workforce or about 2,400 jobs. The layoffs are part of a corporate restructuring farmer says it needs to increase efficiency and to work towards profitability. The California-based insurer says the job cuts will impact all lines of its business and that Monday was the last day of work for most of those on the layoff list. Carmen Roberts, Fox News.
1: All right. Um... If you are a non-Amazon Prime member who still shops on Amazon, uh, you may realize that you've got to spend more money now to get free shipping. You They have a threshold. For those mm-hmm. of you who aren't on Prime, apparently they have a – I'm on Prime. But they have a threshold that you've got to get to with each per- purchase to actually get it to be free shipping. And for you guys – Amazon is going to jack that number up, so be aware. The
6: e-commerce giant has quietly raised the amount some customers must spend on its site to get free shipping. To qualify for no-cost delivery, some shoppers who don't have Prime memberships now need to spend $35, up from $25 previously. A spokesperson for Amazon confirmed that the company is testing a $35 minimum for non-Prime members. Now, the move doesn't impact Prime members who pay $14.99 a month or $139 a year for free shipping and other perks. However, for now, the new $35 minimum seems to apply to customers based on where they live and comes as Amazon works to cut costs across different areas of its business. Hmm. Hillary Barsky, Fox News.
1: Based on where they live. I don't, again, I don't, can't check uh, or see if it's happening right now here uh, because, not to brag, I have Prime. (laughs) Which, by the way, I I feel like of all the subscriptions, Caleb, do you guys have Prime? Do yeah. I
3: I have Prime, but I I'm gonna say it a little less snobby than you keep saying it. What, what do you and mean? I've I've got Prime.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> I would say though, and obviously Prime is more expensive than a lot of the just video streaming services, but that is more about the free shipping than anything. I think for most people,
3: and you get a video you, streaming service, and you it. get a video. Sh- you get a
1: actually people don't. I think people don't even realize all the things that they do get with it. There's a mm-hmm. lot of. Benefits that are there that you might not realize. Google that sometime, and you might see more of them. But that's one of those descriptions that I haven't yet ever said. And I know they raised prices not too long ago on already. But where I feel like I'm probably coming out in the positive by doing it, mm-hmm. if you added up all the shipping costs over the years that right. you'd be paying. Now, I don't know that I figured in that you get still get free shipping if you pay over $25, or now $35. But still, I think at that amount, you I probably i probably end up making that back as well and then you got the other stuff too but I, there's nothing i just don't watch prime video much i tried to watch that daisy jones and the six on there i still haven't watched it tried to get into it and couldn't really
3: i enjoyed carnival row on there that was, that was <sighs> never kind of heard nice. of orlando bloom
1: never heard of it yeah he's married to Katy perry did you know that
3: i did not also had the you didn't no i really didn't <laughs> yes they also had the one girl with the really thick eyebrows i can i can never remember her name
1: not familiar with her
3: <laughs> if you
1: are if you're thinking about getting away late into the summer or into the fall maybe over uh maybe down the road when we get to Columbus Day weekend or even Labor Day weekend or something like that it's pretty soon for that but uh, evidently, the market is good right now for renters when it comes to VRBOs, Airbnb's, those sorts of things. You are able the the market is tilting that way right now, and it might be worth taking a look on a trip. If you're also if you're just assuming a oh, hotel's too expensive to do something like that, take a look at these vacation rentals.
7: If you're looking for vacation rentals in the U.S., it appears to be a good time to do that. It is a renters' market right now. Experts say that many people bought second homes during the pandemic and have been turning them into rentals, flooding the market with options during a decline in demand for them. So, if you're looking to get away from it all, might be time to check out Airbnb, Verbo, or other property listings for some vacation bargains. Sue Guzman, Fox News.
1: I w- I'll say this uh, again: sometimes it's, it's it's sort of refreshing to point out. The good things about life like technology is often just looked at as a as a bad thing generally which in a lot of cases it is but one technological advancement i don't know if technological is the word for this but um you know the the gig economy and the way they've changed uh, being able to get like a an airbnb or a vr vrbo really changes the flexibility in traveling i think yeah like the the accessibility of traveling
3: that's what we got we got a couple of those out in cheyenne when we went out before uh and then it's just a short trip over to there to laramie because all of the hotels were taken right like there was there was nowhere but you put multiple multiple families like you had me uh obviously my my wife and my daughter my sister, her husband, and their kids; my cousin, his wife, and like all all in one house. Right, and they got, they always
1: have these room with like six bunk beds in them and yeah. something like that. Yeah, you have just...
3: that. Like, there's there, there's a little backyard, and then uh, a bunch of the what we still call the adults, like all of our parents. Yeah, were at a different house. Right. It's so nice mm-hmm. to to just have that available as opposed to, okay, we've got seven hotel rooms. Right. Are we all on the same floor? Where are we eating? Who's doing what? Right. Yeah. It's very convenient.
1: Yeah, abs- absolutely. I agree. So that's something to look into if you're thinking about traveling over the course of the next couple of months. Uh, all right. Oh, this one's funny. Um, we were just talking about Amazon Prime subscription services. So Netflix... Netflix if you're if you're youngish you may not realize that Netflix what they originally originally were which <laughs> was a service to mail out DVDs did you ever get that i i we never got I it never but, did I, but i
3: knew that was the thing
1: i know? never did either but they are phasing that out now the problem with phasing that out is netflix has a whole lot of dvds now Ooh. that they're not going to use they're just going to well take a listen Uh-oh. take a listen
7: streaming giant netflix has a gift for some old school members as it winds down its 25-year-old DVD rental service. The final haul of those discs, which arrive in the mail in those iconic red envelopes, can stay with subscribers permanently in their home collection. In a post on X, which used to be known as Twitter, Netflix told subscribers, please enjoy your final shipments for as long as you like, explaining they won't be charged for any unreturned discs after September 29th, which is when the final batch will be mailed out. Subscribers can also apply to get up to 10 free, and random dvds <coughs> mailed oh to their homes lily and Wu, fox news
3: i uh, uh, you have to do this
7: absolutely not
1: i you know what that is a hundred percent if i would do that i would get 10 dvds and they would sit in a cupboard Shoot. for about till about 2047
3: and be like why do we have these and then we get rid of them i don't even care I, I what I want is I want to know what random selection of ten DVDs no, this, we get. It's, Come on, I, you know what? I don't even know that I have a DVD. I don't. I
1: think we do, but I'm not even totally sure. I've got a DVD player in my house, and none of the computers have DVD drives on them anymore. So you can't. You used to be able to watch them on those. It's movies. not
3: about that. It's about seeing what they are. No, it's not even about watching them at this point. How about I just read you ten random movies? What's not the difference? As, not as fun. Okay, are you send it to me in the mail? Send me a list of 10 random movies. I I go and I pick it up in my mailbox. It's basically the same thing. Well, that would be a lot more fun. Last but not least, uh,
1: we've got a rare blue supermoon coming up. But keep in mind, if you want to sound very smart, you want to point out at cocktail parties... You know, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily
2: blue.
5: August is ending with a rare blue supermoon that NASA says refers not to its color, but to any month in which there are two full moons in the 29.5-day lunar cycle. The month's first supermoon that appears a bit bigger and brighter than a regular full moon happened August 1st. We're told the blue supermoon will appear at its fullest at 9.36 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow night. A blue moon happens about 1%. Once every three years, a blue supermoon only occurs about once every 10 to 20 years. Jeff Manosso,
1: Fox News. All right, there you go. 64 degrees. That's it for your sound off. You are listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on Lincoln's News and Talk 1499.3
3: KLIN. Here in Nebraska football, begin the Matt Rule era Thursday at 7 at Minnesota. Presented on KLIN by Liberty First Credit Union.
0: You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1,499.3 KLIN. All
1: right, I was just looking at uh, some numbers here uh, with Volleyball Day in Nebraska tomorrow, and I'll be out there tomorrow night. Uh, The record watch, the numbers that you're wanting to keep an eye on if you're wondering on world records, uh, the NCAA one, you don't have to worry about this one, but it's 18,755. By Wisconsin, uh, the the women's sporting event in the USA number. This is the nineteen ninety nine World Cup. Uh, is that the Rose Bowl? Right, that was yep. the Brandy Chastain game. Yeah, uh, ninety thousand one hundred eighty five biggest women's sporting event. Just ahead of that was a Barcelona Wolfsburg soccer match. Ninety one thousand six hundred forty eight. So that would have been in Germany, and then the most attended volleyball game ever was a men's volleyball game. Between Brazil and the Soviet Union.
3: 1983.
1: 1983 in Brazil. In Brazil. In Brazil, so I assume at a a big soccer stadium there. They got 95,887. That one might be safe, but the two women's ones, uh, I don't
3: don't know. We're going to get it.
1: I don't know. We're going to get it. It may happen. This may be the uh, most attended women's sporting event of all time. 7 o'clock on KLIM Lincoln.
0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back
1: on your Tuesday morning. 710 on August 29th, 2023. Right now, 64 degrees in the capital city. And it's time to talk to Joe Jordan from news channel nebraska other things going on in nebraska news and politics good morning joe how are you doing today
8: everybody's just waiting for
1: thursday jack it is yeah kind of yeah kind of well and and uh and wednesday too when we're gonna you know break the break maybe the u.s and world record for a women's sporting event too uh in memorial stadium yeah. so yeah it's uh it's a busy week, but we can break up some of the volleyball and football talk with a little uh with a little petition drive talk right Joe That's what the people are go. wanting I, I that's what I'm told anyway uh, <laughs> I know you did some reporting recently on uh talking to the the sides on this petition drive. I guess anecdotally I've noticed that that you've boy there have been some real pushes on uh by both sides on this thing a to either get or not get signatures uh but including also for people to know how they can take their name off of the signature list if they did it mistakenly or didn't I know the governor has sent out stuff there have been co- commercials uh that have been about that as well um here we are on on August 29th 2023 I guess can you kind of give us an update on where we are in this process how close uh, if we even know we are, and to, to being done with this and either getting it on the ballot or it not happening with this thing? Because so I know you do have deadlines coming up.
8: Before we get to that, for starters, yes. I can't remember a petition drive with this uh, amount of hostility during the petition drive. I mean, usually the petitions are, are they're out there, people sign them, Uh, They go to the Secretary of State's office, they're either approved or they're not, and if they are approved, that's when the battle usually begins with the two sides, whether uh, medical marijuana, for instance. Uh, Take your pick over the years, uh, minimum wage, raising the minimum wage. The petition drives were relatively um, peaceful. Uh, not contentious. Uh, if people wanted to sign, they signed. If people didn't want to sign, they didn't sign. And and on we went. This one is a whole new world. You've got the petitions out there. You've got people standing on the street corner uh, near the petitioners, telling people not to sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, you alluded a moment ago. There's there's commercials on the air telling people. By the way, if you did sign and you mistakenly signed, or you're having second thoughts about signing, so to speak, here's how you here's how you go to your uh, County Election Commissioner's office and have your name r- removed from the petition list. I've never seen it to this extent. Uh, now, to your other questions. The deadline is tomorrow, uh, August 30th, is the deadline for the uh, anti uh, quote unquote school choice people to get the petitions in. They need uh, roughly 61,000 registered uh, voters across the state. Um, I've not seen any specific numbers given out, but anecdotally it would appear that they're going to have enough names. Now, do they have enough ballot names? That's always the question mark. Right. Uh, And that takes, oh, three, four weeks for the Secretary of State's office to send these things back to the individual uh, county election offices. They'll go through them, and the numbers will eventually be uh, whatever they are. But I have never seen an issue where you've had people – uh, on the, quote-unquote, other side, uh, trying to stop the petition drive in the middle of the petition drive. And, and one of the questions that I had for Senator uh, Louanne Linehan, who from day one back in the legislature when this thing was rolling through the legislature, uh, well, rolling through may not be the right word. It made it by two votes, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, she's been one of the strongest proponents of it. I asked her, if, if you're so confident uh, that this is what Nebraskans want, Why not let it go to the ballot and then you'll you'll win there and and you'll have you know, you'll have the whole state in effect behind you as opposed to just the the 33 or 34 members of the legislature that voted for it. And her answer to me was that she's never seen as much dishonesty on the side of the petitions as she's seen in this case. Well, uh, which uh, you can take that answer for what it's worth. But I but I do think you're getting to the question of you know, there's always a question of who's telling the truth and who's not. And, you know, we've heard accusations that the pe- people that are fighting the petition drive aren't telling the truth on the street corner. We've heard that the people that are handing out the petitions uh, aren't Thanks. telling the truth. You know, that, that's that's just common politics, right? So I, I don't know. Um, I I've, I've found it fascinating that, that the people that are opposed don't want this to go to the ballot because it does seem, it, it, the logic to me says, they're concerned that they won't win at the ballot. I mean, uh, right. Otherwise, put it on the ballot and take it. You know, you win, you lose, right?
1: Right. Although I, guess, I mean, I, I guess if you're opposed to something, stopping it any way you can yeah, <laughs> right. Right. makes sense just to be safe at very least. But
8: yeah, it but does. Even, even in cases like medical marijuana, which was obviously an extremely contentious issue and, and still is, you never, you the, the quote unquote other side was never on the on the street corner That's with the true. petitioners. Uh, That's sampling them face to face, so to speak. That's
1: a good point. That's yeah. There was a more concerted, explicit effort to not get to the point where yeah, they were they were Which it, it does make you wonder. You know, to the extent there are finite resources to be used in the effort, are they better used that way? Or are they better used? You know, as you get closer to it actually being on the ballot, and and you know, a campaign adds those sorts of things for what it is. But you're yeah, you're. Well, and- Go ahead.
8: Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, in going forward, if the uh, if the petition drive, for instance, is not successful, if they they don't come up with enough signatures, and then the 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 the, those who are in favor of school choice say, "Look what we were able to accomplish," that makes you wonder about other petition drives going forward. (laughs) Or, you know, are are the medical marijuana folks, are they going to see the other side on their street corner going forward? Whatever petition drive, you name it, down the road comes up, is the the other side going to be on the street corner fighting them for those those signatures? This has opened up a whole new avenue in Nebraska politics.
1: And having seen the petition, you know, a couple of times, having seen the petitioners, uh, the whole scene at places, mainly farmers markets, but for some reason, farmers markets and petition drives go hand in hand. But it's, um, it, it, it has been, you've got, you've got two people on uh, next to each other with shirts that say like roughly the same thing or signs that say roughly the same thing, like something like support our schools, right? <laughs> and, and they both have things to sign at that point, And it is, yeah, I. I am not surprised people got confused by that whole thing, and it could have gone either way. I'm sure with not with only it.
8: Conf- not only confused, but most people look at uh, having having done this for a while. Most people that you know, while reporters and politicians and what have you. Don't mind, don't mind confrontation because it's kind of the, the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Most people don't look forward to confrontation. Yes. And so, if if you're just Joe Smith walking down the street and somebody says you want to sign this petition, you take a second and you look at it, and okay, maybe you maybe you agree, maybe you don't. That's right. fine. But now enter now you enter this third party that's saying don't sign it. Yes. Well, are you just gonna at that point you might just say, hey, I don't need this. I'm you know I'm not getting in the middle of this. I'm right. gone. Right. That's what I would and do. So right. So. Uh, so and especially if like for instance you're there say you're there with your with your family you know, uh-huh. and you get a couple of kids and you don't know, you don't want your you know you don't want this confrontation on the on the street corner with you and your wife and the kids, and you're just gonna walk away, so I do think that strategically if you're if you're fighting one of these petition drives, it may it may make perfect sense to put somebody on the street corner because I do think you're going to get fewer people potentially to sign the petitions because they don't want to get involved in the in, in the middle of a confrontation, so to speak. Yeah,
1: um, it'll be it'll it'll be interesting to see how this ratchets up if it does get on the ballot. Then, Joe, if it's already here, right for the petition drive, yeah. What does that mean? The next few months look like with this thing?
8: Uh, uh, clearly, if it makes the if it makes the ballot, uh, we're it's it. it, it the The amounts of money they're going to be spent uh on both sides for this will be will be pretty intense without a doubt
1: um I, I wanted to i mean sort of sort of update you and and maybe get some thoughts or or at least have some discussion with you about the latest on the jail because that is that's the big story in Lincoln has been since it was announced uh what a week and a half ago or so in terms of the location and then even this morning now. Joe, just to give you some sort of like Lincoln centric feel on this thing, uh, the the planned location of the jail was in northeast Lincoln, fairly close to the interstate south of south of the interstate, Uh, but it's in an area to the east of town where the town has been growing residentially eastward pretty significantly and pretty quickly and it's not too far away for that extensive re- from where that extensive residential growth is and i think the, the thought has been that it will continue to grow eastward into that area where the jail was planned and so there are a lot of people who have said well, why in the heck did you p- if you're going to put it here why in the heck would you put it there and the city came out the city of lincoln came out right after this was all over and they said the state came to us and wanted to buy some land that we owned we said no because we you know among other reasons we did not want a, gi- a prison in the city of Lincoln well the governor came on our station yesterday through the governor's call-in show and he said we yes we were offered land in fact we were offered land uh north of the interstate by the city landfill or we excuse me we made an offer on land i should say that we made an offer on land that was and it was an area that i think for the most part joe I think people are more amenable. If you're going to have a prison in Lincoln, it makes more sense there than the Northeast location that the state came out with. But the Mm -hmm. state is saying the city said, no, we wouldn't sell it to you at that point, which is what the city said too. And they apparently went their separate ways. And so the state says, well, that doesn't stop us from doing this here. So they did it in this other place here in Lincoln. And so you now have a, a location for this thing that I think most sides think is not the best location in Lincoln, if you're going to do it in Lincoln. I think everybody agrees on that, yet at this point, it's going forward there at this point because the city and the state could never get on the same page with this whole thing. So, that Joe, that's where we're at on this thing.
8: It's government at its
1: best. I mean, I, mean, I mean, I'm telling you, it really is. It's, it's like...
8: I actually. Uh, About a week, two weeks ago, actually, I was in Lincoln, and I, so I drove through that area to see exactly what it looked like because I was just, you know, curious. Okay, good. And, and uh, your description, I think, is is very apt and accurate. Uh, uh, well, you know, this this is what drives this is what drives the public nuts is when you've got two government agencies, supposedly, in the end, they want the same thing. You know, they want to, they want everybody, we all, I think we've all kind of understood either we need a new prison or we need the, and if not a new prison, something's got to happen because we all know state penitentiary is, is, is falling apart at the seams, right? Mm-hmm. So whether you, you know, something's got to give. So you come up with this idea of a, of a location. And as you said, you know, everybody seems to agree that where it should be. It, 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 it can't get there. So there's so many people decide to put it where maybe it shouldn't be. Right. This is what, this is what drives the public nuts about, about government. And, um, it's, <laughs> I, you know, as you're telling me this, I'm, I'm trying to put all this together in my brain where you've got the city and the, and, and the state, you know, sort of agreeing to disagree while they, while they agree. It's just crazy. right? And so, um, uh, you know, I the question of course is, is where does this thing go from here? Uh, because I don't, my guess is it's not, you know, nothing's ever a done deal until it, until the deal is really done. So my guess is that this thing could, could take a, a, a turn, but, uh, uh, you know, every, every, we do know this, this is a fact every day that goes by with this thing, not being built, the price tag goes up mm. and the, the, you know, the administration has acknowledged that the, the new corrections director has acknowledged that, uh, it's, it's gone up substantially from when they started talking about it several years ago. So if this gets delayed again, we do know that the price tag is going to go up no matter where they put this thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that that's a good point too. And groundbreaking, I mean, there hasn't been groundbreaking yet. That wouldn't be till the beginning of 2024, but we don't know how far the line these agreements are to buy the land uh that's that's in the county and it's um and you, and and you feel like you feel like they're This is me. This is me talking, just kind of opinionating, but it's hard not to look at this and say, okay, I feel like we've got just political animus being played out here when we need some pragmatism going on with this whole thing. Um,
8: Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but technically, maybe not technically, but in actuality, the the site is outside the city limits of Lincoln, right? It's in the county. Yeah. Yeah. So, the county weighed in on this?
1: The county, I think, is in the same, generally the same place as everyone else is on this saying um you know it's not a it's not a great I know there were some county board members who signed up signed a letter to the governor saying hey we would like you to come to a town hall meeting to sort of lay this out to the residents of of northeast lincoln and the other people would be affected by this so yeah i, I think they the would town
8: hall, be, I find it hard to believe that town hall is going to happen
1: i just with, I,
8: with with the governor there yeah because that's i mean you know we we already we already know what he's going to hear.
1: He took calls on it yesterday on on yeah. the show, and and that was when this little piece of information came out that the air they were looking at was north of the interstate by a landfill in a much more industrial air. There's still some acreages up there that aren't far from it, but I think almost everybody who looks at it says that kind of makes more sense. But it may not happen uh, after this is all over. So uh, great to talk to you, Joe. Uh, appreciate it. We will uh, check in next Tuesday. All right. Have a good one you too jack thank you go joe jordan news channel nebraska all right it's 7 25 we will take a break listen to lnk today with jack and friends on klin
0: severe weather means interruptions check closings and cancellations anytime at klin.com
5: pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw
0: It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is The Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3
2: KLIN. All
0: right, let's get this started today with number five.
2: Several Northeast Lincoln residents went to the city council yesterday and pleaded with them to encourage the governor and mayor to work together to find an alternative site for the new prison that was announced a week ago or so ago by uh, the state and the governor and the Department of Corrections. Those who testified decried the lack of transparency in the process, said the light and sound pollution, increased traffic and safety concerns make the area just outside city limits at 112 and Adams a poor choice.
1: You know, if they need a venue to do it, Mark, sit down. Um, I'd be glad to sit down and kind of mediate a situation here bring in bring in the governor, bring in the mayor, let's talk prison, let's get this thing. nobody leaves the room till we get this thing done and we get it in a location that makes sense for Lincoln, right? I'm glad, I'm glad to sit down I've been in some mediation sessions as an attorney before so I think I've got the requisite experience, it's been 20 years but you know, uh, it's like riding a bike
2: I think that you ought to expand that group just a little bit given the situation it's now at, the state has uh, and a, a purchase agreement in place for land in the county.
1: Okay, so I got to get the landowners in the room, too. No, I would say the county.
2: Oh, because, the county,
0: I see what you uh, mean. I would
2: say the county. yeah, that's true. And but- I think also because this is a citizen driven uh, issue that was brought up at the council meeting. You should probably include the council members and and not okay. just. The we city only have admin- so many chairs here at this point in this studio. Well, maybe the the councilman that in this case that represents Northeast Lincoln, and the uh, maybe the at large members of the Lancaster County Commission, because there's three sort of uh, governmental entities that are involved in this one way or another. That's true, but okay, you're right, but can two things ha- you only need two things to happen
1: true two things to happen which is number one whatever road you've gone down on the property in northeast lincoln uh on on uh 100 whatever it is 112 112 twelfth and adams uh stop stop that sales process stop that agreement number one and then number two have the city negotiate and figure out a sale of the property north of i-80 or, over by or simply
2: government. trade trade properties
1: or that. Or it's, or something like that. But, like, it's not, I mean, look, it, it's definitely not impossible at this point. And if the city wants to come and say, or the state wants to come and say, well, actually, that property north of the interstate doesn't, you know, doesn't work, or either the city doesn't want to sell it for other reasons, let's hear it or if the state but i think the governor essentially said they prefer that location yes, right Last that was night. their
2: that was their first choice i mean come
1: on this is let's make this this should be done by this afternoon this, and i get it there's an agreement that they're they're down the road on to some degree um there's always ways out there's
2: always well ways even out. if the state buys the property they can also they can always trade it they can also always sell it that's true uh, just hey like. maybe make a little profit on it <laughs> cut uh, cut property taxes <laughs> well the thing is is that it comes you know once it becomes uh, state property it comes off the tax that's overall. true that's true so
1: right well yeah you're right that's a good point though there are other there are even other ways if you are far down the road on that thing i mean i think mark what i'm trying to say is it feels like in the end probably nearly everyone wants the same thing here if the city can't keep the prison out of the city and or the county and it's got to be somewhere i would assume and i want the city to come out and be clear on this is there a reason that you don't like you don't like that location and i understand fully first preference is for it to be somewhere else to be in a different city area but there's only so much you can do about that
2: Yeah, right? that decision hey, hey. I think for all practical purposes, the decision and to have it in Lincoln has been made.
1: I don't disagree either, for the record. Like, yeah. I don't disagree with that, but now it's where you can't necessarily have it. You can't have it that way. Um, unless there's some some strategy that I'm not aware of that they're going to undertake to do that. But I would like to hear listen, now I would have liked to have heard from all these parties before 10 days ago, to be honest. A lot more. But we now heard yesterday. Uh, originating from Carolina, the governor's call-in show. We got to hear more from the governor at this point. Now let's hear for more from the city and start moving toward a solution on this thing instead of the way that it's gone so far. That's what I would
2: say. I'd say that the uh, city council right now is in uh, a strong position to uh, to move this forward.
1: Yeah, that. Um, it'll be interesting to hear what individual members of the city council... I don't know if they said much last night, but... You know their names were on that letter that went to the governor that said hey you need to come in to we need we want you to come in and do this town hall in Northeast Lincoln and we want you to work with these these people here. Now that they know like did any of these city council members know no. about this?
2: I, I don't think they did. Yeah, I don't I'm, I'm, because they they um, James Michael Bowers said he found out about it uh, when the announcement was made by the governor and the department of Crisis. Correct- Just-
1: I, man, yeah, we need to hear more from the from the city right now. If, if there if there's something that I'm not giving them credit for, or a reason why they did that, then fine. Let's let's hear it. Otherwise, you know what it sounds like. It sounds like you overplayed your hand
2: in this city administration. Si- si- the city, if, did. assuming assuming that the, the city's council decision, was not involved,
1: right? Whoever made the decision at the city level to say we're not selling because we don't want the jail here. And not having realized, well, guess what? They're just going to go to another place right by, yep. adjacent to the city. I mean, it just, it looks like a misreading of leverage is what it looks like. Now, if that's not the case, let's hear it. Let's right. m- explain it, and let's sit down, and let's right the wrong. We don't need to play the blame game right now. Let's just end up with the right
2: scenario. Three. Number four. Journalists and members of the public facing violations of their First Amendment rights soon going to have a a place to turn. The University of Nebraska College of Law held a a event yesterday. It's being formally announced this morning, I believe. They're establishing a law clinic that will be staffed by law students and supervised by practicing attorneys to take on cases involving free speech, public records, and public meetings. I was actually on the Zoom meeting with that uh, gathering yesterday. I love
9: it. I
1: love it. What a cool opportunity for students. Yes. Uh, Those clinics are great. I mean, they... uh, they have a civil clinic and a criminal clinic as well and um, <laughs> i 'll be honest i did not I did not do either of those, uh, and I really wish I had in fact i don 't know if I would be here had I done one of those um, and it was my own choice at the time or i couldn't i don 't know if i couldn 't make it work with my schedule or, or what it is. But that opportunity to get that real life opportunity to do those things before you're thrown into the workforce and billable hours and all those things, that would have been really beneficial to me. But this is a totally different area for this for this whole thing, and um, I think it's an important way. I think it's a it's a really important way. Now, people are going to need to realize when the stories come, you know, come out about what they're doing if this if that actually happens is when you get into First Amendment law, you're going to talk about people saying things that you don't like. That's right. (laughs) Right? (laughs) No matter who you are, at some point when you get into that, you are going to hear people that are saying things that you think is detestable. And they're going to be defended in these situations.
2: Um, and some of it has to do with uh, public access. Yes, to public records. Public yeah. records, freedom of information yes. requests, and yes. things like that. It was a, it was an extremely interesting one hour yesterday on um, that Zoom. Uh, there, hey. there was also a lot of people in attendance, including Dan Parsons, who was there. I had to be on a Zoom, but it was an extremely interesting session. This is going to be ramped up for uh, spring semester. Okay.
1: Well, I'm very, I'm admittedly very biased, but I think there's a lot of very, very good things going on over at uh, over that law college. The, um, the, so the, I think that's great.
2: The clinic's being stood up uh, thanks to a uh, grant. I'm drawing a blank on who who the grant was from, but it, I believe it was million a million dollars for three year program to support this thing.
1: So. Very cool, great opportunity for students. Cool to have here.
2: Number three. Each new coach tends to have a different way of dealing with the coveted black shirts, but Matt Rule got straight to the business ahead had a first game. Which is, what, we're down to about two days? 36, two, 48 hours? Yeah. Two
3: days.
2: 48, 50 48 40 hours.
3: Plus. Yep. plus. Um, yeah, that, that's all we've got left on 60, that. 60, about 59, 60 hours. By uh, the By the way, real quick, Mark, you were asking, that, that grant was from the Stanton Foundation. Okay, thank you. Million dollar grant. Now, as for the black shirts, he uh, there were 11 given out. And Anticipated starting 11 Although Which looks different Than the depth chart That was just released Friday Because Henrich didn't
1: Wasn't in the pictures Wasn't listed as one He's listed as a starter I don't know exactly what's happening there I don't know if that I don't know if he wasn't I don't know if they just didn't give him one And things changed from the depth chart Or if he wasn't there yesterday for some reason Or there's an undisclosed situation going on. No, not suggests anything nefarious, right, but an injury. Right, right. Like he's banged up or something. Right.
3: Yeah, he could be banged up. This could also be that they looked at where they have overall, where they want that depth chart. And on Friday, that's what the depth chart was on Friday. Yeah. And John Bullock is the one who was actually behind Reimer, but right. now, now is ahead of Henrich. But those linebacker spots between those two, a little bit interchange, interchangeable. Yeah. And you've, ha- you've heard this staff talk about how many guys they want to play on defense. So if there's one guy that was at the top line on Friday and now he's just not the one who would be on the top line come Monday, that's not a giant surprise. Yes. Now, would it be a a massive surprise if all of a sudden, on offense, for instance, if they had the, the equivalent of black shirts, if Chubba Purdy was out there instead of Jeff Sims and you had some of those, absolutely. Right. But for a guy who's been banged up quite a bit, it could just be that. It could be that the staff really likes Bullock or it could be a matchup that they're just anticipating they, they want out the gate. All of those things are right up there. It, it, not a giant deal on that. But your full 11 Chief Borders, Omar Brown, John Bullock, Isaac Gifford, Blaze Gunnerson, Malcolm Hartsog, Nash Hutmacher, Quentin Newsom, Luke Reimer, Ty Robinson, and Deshaun Singleton.
1: I would recommend if you're watching the game on Thursday night (laughs) to print off a roster with the jersey numbers because between single digits being awarded, between that freeing up other numbers, between a whole bunch of new players, between people changing numbers for other reasons, (laughs) any memory that you had last year of the numbers might be out the door. And even someone like me who follows this team very closely and talks about them for a living... It's something that I'm going to need as well. Yeah, so keep
3: that roster handy. Might be, might be. I mean, you pull it
1: up on your phone, or you can go ahead and print it out. <laughs> whatever, whatever works best for you. Uh, and then, and then, one last thought on that. I am. It, it's it's really clear that this staff, and especially Tony White, sought input from everyone that he could in terms of what the black shirts mean. Um, you know exactly how they should be. You know exactly what they represent, and then how they should be administered exactly, and ended up and landed on. Doing what hasn't really happened, I don't think, for a while, where it's just the starting eleven, essentially. Yeah, where that's in, and it's not, it's not another three or four guys that come in situationally or formationally or that sort of thing. It's just it's eleven guys, uh,
3: and, and there so wasn't a bunch that. of pomp and circumstance about it either. About yeah, there's no video. Yeah, right? let's bring in a bunch of former guys, have a, have them the hand it out, talk about what it means. Nope, just in the locker, pad yep. up, get out there to practice. All right, moving on.
2: Number two. Got an air quality uh, alert that's going to go into effect officially at 1 this afternoon, continue through noon tomorrow because of those Canadian wildfires. Moderate to unhealthy air. Uh, The funny part is, is that I went out while you were talking to Joe Jordan, and you can smell the smoke right here now. It's moved in, and the hazy conditions that are out there right now this stuff's moving yeah. in it it seems like it's a little thicker than it has predicted.
1: been four months on and off of this, starting with the the burns in Kansas and then going through a summer with the Canadian wildfires as well. It's uh boy, it's been a lot. It seems like it should be coming to an end sometime home, you would think, but I guess that's the nature of wildfires, yeah, right? They don't just come to an end on a schedule.
2: No, they're probably gonna be burning until oh, uh, snowfall.
1: That's man. That's something. So be aware of that if you're uh, in the outdoors. Uh, And then speaking of being out in the outdoors.
2: Number one. Well, the court's set. The stage is up. And we're 30, what, two and a half hours away from tip-off.
1: Yeah, Volleyball Day in Nebraska. In
2: America. In In America. Matt Rule says,
1: Volleyball Day in America. (laughs) Uh, The pictures were out yesterday. Maybe you've seen them on social media of what the setup looks like. It was kind of cool, Caleb, to actually see what that looks like. They've got a gray, and I don't know what that gray material is exactly, if it's concrete or what it is that's sort of laid out first
3: on top of on top of a frame on the mm-hmm. on the field. So I was actually watching them put, put those in those yeah. panels in the other. Uh, what would have actually been on Friday when when we got to hear from Matt Rule, and they they put down all of that. That's just a base that people can stand on it. Okay. It not. I don't think it's it's quite a concrete. Probably more. It's just probably of, something lighter. Yeah, yeah something would... lighter. But but still, yeah, it goes. And what happens with those is that levels everything across the field because you have that little bit that the field is not just flat. The football oh, field is not just flat.
1: That's right. It's crowned a little bit yeah, for drainage. So,
3: so you had to go through and make it so that everything was level all the way across there. And then you put on the basketball court. You've got a big runway. And then you've got the the concert platform where Scotty McCreary will sit. I'm going to be interested to see what, what all the sight lines are from different spots. Yeah. But it does start to... It's feeling a little bit real. I'm getting this kind of like excited anticipation knowing that I don't know where I'm seated yet, by the way. They only have so much seating for media. I'm still holding out hope that I'm going to be one of them that gets to sit along the court. Be be in the middle of all of it. If not, hey, sixth floor, you're overlooking everything. Still going to feel pretty cool. I'm really holding out honestly, hope that I going to be one of them near the court.
1: Honestly, like sometimes courtside seats don't matter this that much, or they're they're cool, but they're not that much better than sitting, you know, thirty rows up. I feel like this would be an event where that would be
6: really, really cool. Yeah, this It'd this is right one of down them. Down there,
3: well, so. take, taking in a, a Husker football game, I'm fine being up top. I right. can take everything in, and then you get down there. Like I don't have to be sidelined for. it. I really want to be yeah. close to this one. Right. Uh, I'll be up there in
1: the North Stadium, which looked from what I can tell, to be pretty good seats. Yeah, not bad my, where you're at. It's not, it's not too far. South Stadium. If you're in the South Stadium, you're gonna have a little bit further to uh, to look.
2: To. Yeah, but the atmosphere is gonna be all encompassing. A hundred
1: percent. Yeah, I,
3: I can't. I mean, I I don't know what to expect from this thing. I really don't. That's the yeah kind of the cool thing about. I it. I want to hear how loud does it get when they do starters and you get to Lexi Rodriguez mm-hmm. because that like Bob Devaney Sports Center. Is loud. Yeah. How loud is it when you're in and Memorial? Stadium? All the production that they're going to do around this
1: in Memorial Stadium, I I can't wait to see what they are. We going to get a tunnel store. walk? Yeah, they are. Good. They're yeah. going to do a tunnel walk. I
3: can't wait to see all uh, of it. Are they going to get? Are we going to get pyrotechnics? I hope so. <laughs> I don't. Uh, by the way, uh, there's a story. I can't remember who had it. Maybe it was the Journal Star. Uh, but there are. About 100, or or there are a lot of just former players all coming back because there's finally space for it. Very cool stuff that's going to be happening around all of this.
1: Yes, they talked to Nancy Metcalf in that story and some other players, too. So they just can't fit them all with their families in Devaney to have a reunion. But
3: you can now. You can for
1: this one. All right, that's it for your morning drive. Brought to you by Stilberridge Insurance and Wealth Management at 757 on
0: KLIN.
2: When you're thinking,
0: Huskers. Making the catch at the 10, 5. That is a
5: touchdown, Nebraska. Think.
4: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49, perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer.
5: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
6: You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement.
0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first... Your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's and Alumni Hall. All right, welcome back, LNK, today with Jack and friends on August
1: 29, 2023, 810. And it is time for a Fantasy Oscars keyword that we need you to text into us at 402 479 1400 to prove you know it and maybe get yourself a pick in the Fantasy Oscars draft. Today's keyword, Caleb, is Road. Road. R O A D. Correct. Road. That is your uh, that is your keyword so text that in if you want to have a chance to get a pick in the Fantasy Huskers draft this week where we are picking the score Nebraska will have against Minnesota how many score how many points will Nebraska put up now don't text us that Texas the keyword and you might get the opportunity. It is a very exclusive club of people uh-huh. who get yeah. to make their picks. And then if you are awarded the pick, you'll get to give your pick so far. Can you regale us with what the picks have been? Uh Gryffindor so
3: staff yesterday said nineteen. The Jeremy also yesterday said twenty seven. Wade earlier this morning said twenty one.
1: Okay. All right. So kind of mostly been kind of in in that area. Uh tell us what we're doing here.
3: Oh, well, I asked uh, I asked Mark Vail to go ahead and, and check with LPD real quick because we had seen a story pop up from oh. on three about Husker football player Eric Gilbert. And, and, and
2: Mark, were you able to check on that? I've been able to confirm that there has been a player arrested. Uh public information officer is getting ready to release a, a full statement shortly. And we should have that hopefully by the end of the hour.
1: Okay. Okay. So you can confirm that there it was a player, but nothing more than that right yep, now from they, the they Callahan
2: they Instagram. would not give any of the details since it's okay. already been passed on to the, uh, public information. Okay.
1: Okay. And well, thank and you, Mark. Since I mean it's very much out there right now that uh, Sean Callahan is reporting uh, on three and Husker on, uh, online. Sean Callahan is reporting that Eric Gilbert, uh, the transfer tight end from LSU Georgia. To Nebraska, who is still waiting on his eligibility, uh, seemingly endlessly, in terms of the NCAA making a decision on whether the transfer would be allowed for his second transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Callahan reporting that uh, Nebraska Titan Eric Gilbert was arrested on a burglary charge. Um, we don't have, it looks like we don't have a whole lot more on that from what Sean is reporting. And it sounds like, as Mark said, he's going to get the latest here from LPD here in just a second so i would presume that means that you are not going to you are not going to hear uh you're not going to have eric Gilbert obviously on the trip with you to minnesota he's not eligible yet number one uh and number two obviously going through some legal issues right now so i'm not going to speculate any further than that right now but that is uh that is the situation there and i mean to be honest i think i think it was a long a big long shot that he was going to be available this year Anyway, with that at this waiver, point, yeah. which is you know maybe may irrelevant now or not, but uh, we're going to try and get more details on exactly what the situation there. And again, the report is an arrest for burglary on that. All right. Uh, hey, it is. Uh, it's time to. Time to talk uh, about another auto show that is coming up, and uh, we've, got, we've got Jim
9: uh, with us right now. Hey, Jim, how are you doing today? You know, I'm just doing great here. I brought Phoebe along. Uh, she's one of our gals that we're going to work with this year. Uh, we're doing a cruise for Mr. Rod's cruise. This is our third annual Mr. Rod's cruise, and we got the Chariots of Hope. That is, uh, we're donating to everything to them. This year. Okay. And I'm going to let Phoebe talk a little bit about what Chariots of Hope Yeah, about. please do. Good morning, yeah.
1: Phoebe. How are you doing? Good Welcome. Good
7: morning. Yeah, I'm great. Thanks for having Good. me. Good. Yeah. Tell us about Chariots of Hope. <laughs> yeah. We are honored to be the beneficiary of Mr. Rod's Cruise and What Chariots for Hope. That's the number four. You guys can look us up online, find out more information. But in a nutshell, we demonstrate God's love by removing transportation barriers for those in need.
1: Okay. Okay, what does that look like exactly for people? Exactly.
7: So just to break that down, what we do is we partner with over a 100 organizations here in the city, and they send us referrals, people that have barriers of some kind with their transportation, and we vet them out, and we make sure that they have discretionary income so that they can afford insurance, they can afford gas, things like that we do a drug test we have them put five hundred dollars of their own skin in the game and then ultimately, we do get them into a vehicle, and that's where the fun part comes in
1: <laughs> yeah and what what tell us about the fun part well, <laughs> I will
7: tell you there it's closed in a lot of secrecy and lies no we should <laughs> we're a ministry, we really don't want <clears throat> to lie to people, yeah. but when it comes to this, we call it a blessing, you know aka the bamboozle, mm-hmm. so what we do is they know they're getting a car, but they don't know when okay so we have a car with a bow, a bunch of people to celebrate, <laughs> and they think there may be. I, I won't tell you much because I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. But they show up, and there's all these people just yelling "surprise!" and Let's just say, bring some Kleenex. Okay, very cool. <laughs> yeah. So
1: it's it's uh it's like a combination of those uh Christmas commercials when they're the bows on the cars, and like the, the reveal of the the new house on Extreme Home Makeover. It sounds like a com- com- combined situation
9: like that. Well,
1: very cool. Jim makes makes all kinds of sense too. You know, since you're- dealing with cars to have, make this partnership.
9: Well sure. You know, last year we uh, helped the kids out that got hurt on the Street and um got them some money. Well now this year we're helping out with Chariots of Hope. Uh we were hope to raise uh ten thousand dollars what we're hoping for and we can do use more. Yeah. We never turn down any money. I'm sorry. We just can't turn it down. But we are gonna have a cruise. Uh it's gonna start down there at at uh Southwest High School. Uh then from there we have uh uh, one of our good friends here that uh is going to is Chick-fil-A has mm-hmm. uh dinner for us. Yes. So we'll we'll uh serve up to 300 people down there. Nice. So they're on board with us. Very uh good. then we're going to travel uh, down on the new uh interstate, well, I call it interstate, but it's really the bypass. <laughs> and uh then we're going to go out there to the Bennett corner, going to shoot up to Waverly, uh turn around and come back and get at the college uh on on the east part of town out there at the uh uh, South, uh, Southeast community college. Yeah. And we're going to drive right down O street. Actually, we're going to cruise down those. Yes. We're going to stop at all the stoplights, do everything we're supposed to. That's good. You know, no burnouts. That's good. You know, so all the people can get out there and watch us. We're going to go all the way out there to, uh, Northwest 48th street. And we're going to go out there to the SCCA, uh, an air park out there and we're going to have supper out there with those folks
1: okay that's that's a pretty long route
9: there it's a it, it's a beautiful this. route i mean it's you a
1: get a little do a little highway <clears throat> driving then you get a little cruising back in the city and that sort of thing and uh you get a little bit of everything on that we one. get
9: everything and then when we get out there why uh we're going to have everything waiting for the kids out there they don't know who they are but uh, we're going to make sure that uh, they're going to be out there, and we got some other surprises for them as soon as we get them down there when we start the cruise down there. So. Uh,
1: what date is
9: this? When it, is this, this coming this, up? So this will well. be the 4th of September, so that'll Labor Day. Labor, okay, on Labor Day. On Labor Day. On Labor Day, Day on Monday yeah. itself.
1: Okay, what do, what do people, obviously they're out there, but what do, people, what do you want people to know about the event, and, and uh, how can they be involved?
9: Well, we got a, a QR code uh that we're going to leave here with you today okay. so if you want to put on your podcast you can okay. uh, they can go on the rebelsautoclub.com and get the qr code they go into midwest rollers which is another club that works with us and we partnered together with uh, uh todd francisco and the midwest rollers this is our third annual and uh, we hope to make this the biggest so far that we've ever put together and Phoebe, tell me about what you know.
1: Kind of an infusion of of some cash like this would actually mean in terms of um, of doing what Chariots for Hope does. Well, yeah. I, well oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All
7: right. Well, this would make a huge impact on probably three to four families um and get them into a a reliable vehicle so it's it's life-changing
9: great yeah that's good uh you you wanted to say jim well i've been out there uh, trying to beat the bush here on on some cars and i found some we've taken them over to Meineke. he's one they're one of our sponsors over there and we've taken the cars over there they go through them and 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 do a once over and see what they all need and if they need too much then we don't buy them (laughs) Uh, but if, well, we just can't afford to because, you know, you take one that's over there and a catalytic converter is $500 and. And and that's for a small catalytic converter. So you know, so we got to take them over there. But they got to. The kids have to have a good quality car. So if you folks out there have a car that you want to fix or don't want to fix up anymore, and it needs just a little bit of work, or if somebody has one out there that want to that is don't no, maybe grandma is no longer driving, yeah. and you don't know what to do with the car, uh call a, trades of a hope. Get a hold of them. Uh, get on there and find find the QR code because it's right out there. For everybody to look at, grab it, and uh, talk to Phoebe, and she'll be able able to go get. If he can't get it, we can go get it. We have cars or trucks that we can go pick them up. Sure, and and, uh, go get do it once over. Can make a big difference. It makes a big difference to everybody. You know, so absolutely, and and I'm sure
1: you know. Guys, the the used car market has been, even for, you know, even for cars that typically may not have been so expensive, it's been crazy for the last few years, too. So I'm sure that's impacted. You know, you were talking mm-hmm. about trying to find it and make sure it's even worth it, right, to, right. to go in there. And, that's uh, right. I took one I'm... over
9: to mighty two days ago and come to find out it needed more work than it was going to cause us to buy. Yeah. You know, yeah, you absolutely. got a you got a twenty five hundred dollar bill on a on a twelve hundred dollar car.
1: Yeah. And, and Phoebe, just as you as you've, um, you know, heard from people who have this opportunity to to get a vehicle that they needed so bad. What's been the response been like that? And how is it? How's it changed people's oh, lives when they've been able to a- do this?
7: Exactly. There's a trickle down effect. Um, we see people leveling up in their job. Maybe they'll get a manager role. They're able to reunite with their kids. Um, they're they're impacting the community. Maybe even sending referrals to us. Then yeah. you know they get a job that that lends them the That's ability cool. to do that. It's just it's it's epic.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and to the point, you know, it's something there are a lot of things that we probably all take for granted here and one of them is is the ability to say, "Hey, I need to go so, I need to go to the grocery store, I need to go to a doctor's appointment, I need to go to work and we have a way to do it." Um not having a way to do it is <laughs> it can be incredibly impactful on just everything, everything in life as well. So it's great stuff that you're doing. Uh, Jim, so glad you guys have partnered up on this. You always do a great job of finding some really good causes to help out, and you guys do a great job with that too. So looking forward to hearing more about
9: hey, this. Hey, I want to thank you guys for putting up with us here all these years here, but you guys are number one here with us. I'll tell you <laughs> what, you guys are awesome. I appreciate that. All right, what best place to go, Rebels Auto Club, to find out more about
5: this
1: for people who want to be a part of it. That's that's the way that's the best place they to go They can do that
9: or they can go to Church of Hope Church. They, that's another one yes. right there so they can go right into that and uh, check us out, and we'd be happy to see you guys out there, and we're going to have a great time on uh, um, on, Labor, Monday, Day. on yeah, Labor Day. On Labor Day.
1: On Labor Day, and uh, looking forward to that. And it's going to be a little warm, I
9: think, again, well, but... <laughs> well, you know, the last time we uh, we did it, we started out with 150 cars, and by the time we got out there at our park last time, we had 325 cars out there. Yeah, I bet. Wow. That yeah. was awesome. Oh, Porsche and by the,
1: the way, police. any anyone specifically that you're looking forward to, any cars specifically going to be involved in this one that people should look out for? for you want
9: to highlight in this one? Nah, every every car, these kids don't care yeah. what kind of a car they get. It don't matter, four-door, two-door, it don't matter at alright they're, they're so thankful to get one to help them get to work. That's all it means, get them to work. Absolutely. All right, Jim, Phoebe, thanks so much. Best of luck with the event
1: on Monday. Nice to meet you, and we look forward to talking to you again soon, all right? All right, there you go. Uh, it's 822. we got to grab a break. Caleb is going to be in with sports in uh, just a couple of minutes. We're at 67 degrees in the capital city right now. You are listening to LNK Today with And friends on KLIN.
5: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then, there are drinks from McDonald's.
4: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
6: ba 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 Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.
0: You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 838 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. 70 degrees, sunny
1: skies in the capital city. It's been kind of a crazy 15 minutes here. in KLIN studios and newsroom with the breaking news about five-star Husker tight end transfer. Eric Gilbert, who was waiting for word from the NCAA about whether or not he could play this year. Arrested for burglary, uh, according to Lincoln Police, early Tuesday morning. uh, SJ's Liquor, 27th and 0, about 2 a.m., found a glass door shattered with large cement chunks. uh, Observed the suspect walking away, carrying a bag. They arrested 21-year-old Eric Gilbert without incident, booked for burglary. Uh, The items they found in the bag, $1,672 worth of vapes, Delta 8... Uh, cigars, lighter, lighters as well. About six hundred fifty dollars of damages done as well. So sad story. Uh, I mean, in the end, a guy who was waiting to play and and you know I I think had some had some personal issues too while he was going through some of these other schools. Uh, decided to try and get a new start at Nebraska. Uh, was waiting, was waiting, was waiting to find out what this year was going to look like for him, uh, and made a uh, made some. Made some bad decisions here, at least one bad decision, one significant bad decision that uh, certainly is going to impact his trajectory here at Nebraska. Um, I don't know if it'll end it. Kind of tend to think so, but that's speculation here at this point. And, um, and again, it hasn't been through the through the judicial system right. either yet as well, so he's a suspect at this point, but just the latest on that. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, Wanted to talk uh, a little bit more about what we learned yesterday from the governor when it comes to the new state prison in or around Lincoln and what that means. And I got a message from a listener and said, pet peeve that I was calling it a jail, which I agree i i don't know just a sense of habit is i don 't know why I know it 's a prison i 've never called i 've never called the penitentiary a jail, but for some reason uh, i've been going to that in my head as i 've been doing this so yes you're right i'm trying to catch myself when I do that, but anyway, when it comes to the new correction center, maybe that's an easier way to refer it as well uh, If you missed it we've talked about it several times today uh and kind of made the headlines in other media as well but yesterday on the governor 's call in show, he had revealed. That the first piece of land that the state had inquired to the city about was north of the interstate um, between north 56 and north 84th, close to where the Lincoln landfill is, if you know where that is, uh, out by Bluff Road, okay, And that's some city owned land there. Uh, they do have the landfill, so you know stands to reason that's that's some of the additional area with that. That they own uh, this. Uh, the, the governor revealed that on his call in show yesterday. We had previously known that the state had inquired to the city about a piece of land and that the city said they said no to it because at least in part, they wanted the you know, I almost said jail again. They wanted the correction center not to be in Lincoln or or near Lincoln. And they thought saying no in this situation would effectuate that overall goal well it turns out the state had the ability to simply go to a different area adjacent to lincoln uh maybe there were pieces of land within lincoln too that were not city-owned land but the state still had the ability to (laughs) without the city's blessing on it to go forward with it and that's just what they did With Adams Street location, northeast of the city of Lincoln in Lancaster County. And then, you know the story since then, probably, Uh, there's been a lot of blowback on that location from a lot of people at this point. And so now the state is coming out and saying through the governor yesterday that, hey, look, this wasn't our first choice either. We went to the city first with what we thought was a better choice. They said no. And so we had to move on to Plan B, and this is what Plan B looks like. Now, as you sit and look at what the situation is now, so the state has said through the governor that they would rather have had the location north of the interstate. I presume the, you know, and it's not going to be unanimous, obviously. There are going to be businesses and or um some of the some of the homes that are in that area north of the interstate um out by Waverly Road where you'll probably have people who are opposed to it too but i don't think i'm far out of line for saying most of the the stakeholders the residents the businesses in the city of Lincoln see that north location making a whole lot more sense than the northeast location mm-hmm. i don't like that's just me having talked to people seeing the reaction, all of those things. It just, it is that, the, the, the Adams one, is the city is obviously growing in big residential areas, big residential tracts out toward that, okay? As opposed to the location where the city owned the land north of the interstate, that's an industrial area. You've got a landfill. You've got an energy station. You've got businesses on the other side of the interstate. And as you go further into more rural areas, you do have some residences and some farmland to the north of there as well. And so you've got the state on that page. You've got, I think, the, the majority and probably a pretty strong majority of the, the actual residents and the businesses of the city of Lincoln that think that makes the most sense. And I assume if the city was faced the city government that is was faced with a binary choice between northeast location, east location or excuse me north location, they're going to take the north location. Now I don't I haven't heard that for sure, but I can't imagine that wouldn't be the case if they had a binary choice. And yes, that would require them selling that land. And so if my hypothesis on that, and if, this, if if I'm not right on the city's position on that, I hope they, they say that. I hope they come out and say, no, We would we would rather it stays like it is. I disagree with that, but at least we would know it. But if my hypothesis is that the state, the city, and the residents are all aligned, that if this is a binary choice, which it looks like it's going to be, between... And it may not be anymore. The decision may be made. But if there is still a decision to be made or that could be made between those two locations, why in the heck can't we make that happen? Why is that not happening now? That's the question. Why is that? Why did this get to the point where it is that maybe the train's too far down the track? I kind of doubt it. I feel like they're there are thing there are various ways whether it involves reselling land that was already acquired or pausing the acquisition of land or trades or or various things uh the, if i feel like if you want that to happen you can effectuate that happening but to date and and so there's part of me that says okay well they they just all need to get to the table and figure this out which sounds nice and it sounds like there's some still some hope that would that could happen. But on the other hand, it's been it was 2 weeks ago Thursday, right? That this was announced publicly if I recall correctly. Uh, so Yeah, c- yep. So it's been 11 days, 12 days since that announcement has come out and to my knowledge and the government didn't mention anything, the city hasn't said anything. To my knowledge, those discussions haven't been happening to make that happen. <laughs> and so I be, I think the question is, why not? And if the answer to any of that is that, if the answer to any entity on that is is that, well, you, you know, they screwed it up, right? They started it, essentially. That's not good enough right now. You may be right, too. You may be right on that. But guess what? that Punishing that entity, whether it be the, the city government or the state government for how they did this, if, if that is behind this situation, and they're never going to come out and say that it is, but if that's behind this situation, it does a huge disservice to everyone else outside of government that is involved in this. And so it's time to put all that aside. Okay. And maybe the states are ready to. I, it sounded like the governor was asked, and this is what, what Mark Vale relayed to me. Um, he was in the room. In the room where it happened. Um, yep. Sorry, I saw Hamilton too many times.
3: <laughs> he was I in know, the room. It's always a good reference, though.
1: He was in the room where it happened, and he said the governor was asked, hey, can it be reconsidered? And that wasn't quite completely answered. Um probably by design but so we don't we don't know that at this point (laughs) but it's i mean this is this situation is ridiculous this situation is completely ridiculous here at this point and there is certainly i'm sure there is certainly blame to be given out in this whole thing and and people who are very strong on one ideological side are probably going to come out and say that the opposite side is to blame for this. Regardless, whoever it is, you can get it right. And I don't know why you wouldn't get it right here at this point. And I really hope that they do. Because that the area where they've got it, the place where they've got it, just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, but they can do that. Even though it doesn't make sense, it's outside of the city, and they can do it. And that is where the city, I mean, you've heard the term overplayed your hand. Yeah, great. You're not going to sell the land because you're going to keep the jail out of, excuse me, dang it, the prison out of the community. I don't know why I do that. Because you're going to keep the prison out of the community. Which makes a ton of sense if you hold all the cards And you can deny that opportunity at all locations, but the fact of the matter is you can't. And so at some point you've got to understand what the negotiation is and what the leverage situation is and realize, okay, is this our best option? Is this best behoove the city of Lincoln? If it is unavoidable that the prison is going to be located either within or just outside the city of Lincoln if it's unavoidable that that is going to be the case how do we figure out what is our best scenario within that set of circumstances and focus on that and that doesn't seem like it ever happened for whatever reason and now you had concerned citizens in front of the city council last night saying hey let's get this fixed and city council I don't think they they knew that a lot of this was happening either. They were, they were flat, caught flat-footed on this thing, too, when it came out, and you've had several of them say, hey, you know, we've got really concerned citizens. We'd like the governor to come in here and, um, and do a town hall. I mean, that's going to do only so much at this point. What I wonder is if any of them, include especially those that either represent the whole city or represent that district are going to say hey we need to figure out the city needs to play ball on this one city needs to play ball on this one and get involved in it and figure out put all of the if they exist any of the political differences grievances personal issues aside and get in there and make the change and I, I think they can if they want to. I think they can if they want to. And I think the governor being reluctant to say that it was a done deal or wasn't a done deal is evidence of that. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. That's me reading between the lines on this whole thing. But it hasn't happened yet, and it's been a week and a half.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as if and what you're saying is like the announcement was just to kind of kind of say hey here's where the hand is is everyone going to play ball or it's going here could you're right yes i mean there's a scenario
1: i suppose of the ways you could interpret what's happened is that the state said okay the city isn't being public about the fact that they denied this we think it's the best place to to get but we can't force their hand they're not going to agree to it so we put it out publicly and say this is where we're going And maybe it forces their hand. I mean, if the state, if if the governor is being truthful when he says we would, as the state, we would really rather have it at this other location, then this, this should be easy. Yeah. This really should be easy unless the city's holding it up and we don't know about it or the, or the state, the governor is, that's not really true that they really want it at that, that other spot. But if all of those things are true, this should be done. I mean, honestly, at least in principle, this should be done before this weekend's. And if it's not, I'd like to. I'd be curious to know why it isn't exactly. Yeah, like, well, where is the holdup along this thing? Yeah, but I don't know. It's. I mean, you want. <laughs> you don't know that people get frustrated about government, and this is a uh, this whole everything that's happening here is a great example a great snapshot of of why that happens sometimes so just we're
3: just getting, just, and we're just just getting get this information piecemeal after it's already done too yeah. which is it's just just, like, just get everyone together right it doesn't have to be perfect because there is zero i'll, I'll, I'll there are zero places you could put this that is going to be perfect for no. everybody involved no but come to what would be the best solution. It's it's going to impact somebody wherever it goes. Right. But come to an agreement on what what would be best because you. It's going up somewhere. That's right. a foregone conclusion. Right. Yeah. What, I, what's the best solution?
1: Yeah. And and what has happened over the last? The city hasn't said much. There was the you know I know uh, the uh, T J McDowell and the mayor's staff. At, he was the one that had had said that those negotiations those discussing about selling the city land had happened that was how we knew that was mm-hmm. because the city said it it wasn't i don't think i don't think the state said it before that that's how we knew that at all and now that's developed so we figured out what that piece of land is and that piece of land just happens to be the spot at least me and mark and several other people i've talked to have said hey If you were going to put a a, a prison, not a jail, a prison in the city of Lincoln, where would you put it? My first thought, first thing I said was, well, uh, there's industrial areas north of I-80 that seem like if you had to do it, that's the place that is the Mm no-brainer for me. And I'm not the only one who said that. Uh, And then come to find out that was the exact spot where this land actually was. Yeah, you're right. Just... I mean, like I said, let's let's bring let's bring all the stakeholders in here. Let's knock this thing out. If we all want the same thing, shouldn't be a particularly hard negotiation. If everybody's being, uh, if everybody's been honest about that to the extent they've said, that's how they feel. All right, it's eight fifty-five. We'll take a break. We will wrap up the show after this on
0: KLIN. You're listening to LNK today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that's been an eventful morning. Whew.
1: All right, we get back to it tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday, so it's a What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Uh, we've got John Bishop scheduled. Eh, maybe have something else on the Volleyball Day on Nebraska, too. We're working on some things with that, so be listening for that. Another pair of Fantasy Huskers uh, winners Picks. as well. Do oh, we have a new pick in?
3: Yeah, our latest pick came in from Nancy. She says 16 points, so the 16. pick so far, 16, 19, 21, 27.
1: Okay. All right, you may have another chance to listen at 635 and 810 for that keyword that might unlock a pick for you in Fantasy Huskers. And then tomorrow volleyball day in nebraska coverage is going to start here on klin at six o'clock first serve scheduled around seven o'clock as well may depend on the end time of that first match but we will be on top of it for you not only throughout the morning but with the coverage in the afternoon as well that's it for us dan parsons tonight five to six we'll see you tomorrow it's nine o'clock on klin lincoln